Hey, everybody. It's Cy and Chad. Before the show hi. starts, hello. I, I, you say hi. Hi. There he is. We, partway through this episode, cornered ourselves into doing a Patreon episode and promised it. So we actually then went and did it. So now we're recording an intro to the thing. The point is, there's a new episode on Patreon. And once you hear this episode, you're definitely going to want to go hear that. Right, sweet baby? I think so. And remember, we've talked, this is a very special episode, which means it's not like our normal stories. I'll be reading a letter. We'll be dissecting it. There are some serious parts. You might start crying. So make sure your cereal isn't right underneath your face. Middle of somewhere, Patreon. And hey, enjoy the episode, guys. Please. Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels, and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Hello, how are you? I'm glad you're here. The sun is shining where I live. It's humid, but the sun is shining, which means the bugs are buzzing. Across from me, as always, is Cyrus Amundsen. What is it like to do a podcast with one of your best friends moments before he has to take a meeting with a social media company? Well, you're about to find out through the journey of one Cy Amundsen. Hello, it's good. <laughs> it's good to be here. I'm excited to be here with my friend in his pre-meeting show. Hello, hi, it's nice yeah. to see you. It is a pre-meeting show. It's nice to see you too. I have a, uh, I was thinking about you a lot this week because I injured my, I guess it would be my trapezius technically. It's my left side behind my neck and it goes all the way up into my brain. It feels like I was, I had a big, uh, one of these inner tubes, you know, that people, uh, you pull them on a jet ski. So I have one of these, it's a, a three tube. person tubes. So it's very long. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I put it at the end of my dock and I run as fast as I can. And then I jump over it and dive into the water. The problem is once you get past the dock, there's probably a three foot drop to the water. So <clears throat> that means that when my hands hit before my head, because that's how you dive, sometimes the force pushes your hands over your head and oh. it tweaks your, your back. And so uh, the first day I felt it and it was fine, definitely manageable. But then the next day, I felt like my head was too heavy to be on my body and it kept catching. So I would, I was like a bobblehead all day. And, uh, and so I went to the chiropractor. Oh, no. And I don't like any of it. And this. she told me, she told me that, first of all, I need to tell you something. I rarely let her do the, ninja break your neck no nope. move what i can't even be i can't even be around for this are you mad that i brought up the social media thing you just talking about the no. shit that look at me i squirm i don't want to hear it well then take your because i got to tell everybody so normally and when i let her do it it's it's a must and so i get three cracks but it sounded like i bet you the neighbors of this chiropractor clinic called in a gun complaint to the police because it sounded like an AR-15 was going off, just I was cracking all the way up. So, but she, she put, I have never been to the chiropractor and had more pain inflicted on me than I had when I went in there. So she was pushing on the muscle no. 
She actually said, I'm surprised you were able to get here because it was such a ball on the back of my neck. So she's pushing through this thing. She goes, no more cracking. This is the release. And I was like, the release also sucks. So she's like pushing through it. And that was two days ago. And uh, today, I, um, it hurts, I'm going to tell you. So I, I went to sleep. She said, this is, here's what she told me. She goes, the, the issue is, do you sleep with a fan or uh, any sort of cold air blowing on you? And I was like, yeah, there's an air conditioner. There's a mini split on the wall that keeps the room cool. And she said, yeah, that'll happen. If your shoulders are exposed, you, when you're sleeping, your shoulders get pulled up around your ears. And so it really tightens that muscle. And if there was a, an accident or something, some trauma to it, that really jacks you up. And then I said, uh, okay. And I said, she goes, do you sleep on your stomach? And I said, you're not gonna believe this. I don't think so normally, but today I woke up on my stomach and she, uh, she told me that also affects it. So it's like, I just, I've, I've felt like such a wimp. I have not, I've not had a, an injury that has been debilitating in quite a while, but I'm, I'm having trouble getting around moving i'm going to an incubus concert tonight how am i supposed to fucking headbang to pardon me bro what the fuck are you talking you're going to an incubus concert yeah are you an incubus guy you're a big incubus head who huge i love them no 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 who in your realm i really do you're in how have we been friends this long and this isn't just me detouring from the fact that i don't particularly care for chiropractors or I certainly don't think fresh off an injury, you should have let somebody whammo into your body without any images because who fucking knows what was going on in there. But that's more about me. Well, clearly you've been handling your shit perfectly. That's I have a disease. These are different things. My sister is an occupational therapist and I will bring her in here to give a speech about chiropractors. What the fuck do you mean you like incubus? I love Incubus. So when I was younger, I even uh, a friend Jeremy, who's very good musician, he's a very good musician, and he I used to just request that he would uh, learn these songs. He plays every single instrument, and a lot of them were Incubus songs. So we would go into this little uh, acoustic bar, and I would sing, and he would play, and uh, so you I guys would, play, would do would the two of else. you would go in and do Incubus unplugged at a local bar. Yeah. when you were a child. True. Not a child, but I was younger, yeah. My my I'm in my twenties. And so uh so I'm having this conversation. I'm I'm getting all jazzed up. Pardon me comes on the radio. I look to Kelsey, who is in the passenger seat, and I say, I fucking love Incubus. And she goes, What? Same conversation. She goes, How have we been together this long and we didn't know each other loved Incubus? And so this is the problem with Incubus. If you're listening, band members of Incubus. <laughs> This is the issue. Maybe you need a social media company to help you because obviously you got a lot of fans, but they're not willing to tell their friends about it. So figure it out. But anyways, yeah, I'm going to an Incubus concert. I'm not going to be able to headbang. I might have to get drunk, but I can't get drunk because I have to drive. So it's got a lot of shit going on. Will you get your white dreads before you go there or will there be a stand at the concert? Will I get my what? Your white dreads. <laughs> Yeah, I actually just, I never brush Poe. Yeah. I'm just going to shave him off his ears and then plug them into my hair, like clip them in. 
Yeah, I mean, who are you going to the Incubus concert with? Kelsey. She's so she's also going to Incubus. The two of you are going to Incubus. Yeah, she loves Incubus. Yeah, so we're gonna go there and we're gonna check it out and we're gonna see what happens. So her reaction was different. Where mine was like, "What are you talking about?" Hers was like, "What a moment." Who knew that we both secretly loved Incubus, separate of one another? Right. She used it as a way to uh, enhance our relationship, while you use it as uh, fodder for an argument, some sort of fight to drive a wedge between us. Yeah, that's right. I don't know that. I would say nothing. I would say drive, drive a wedge between us. Come on, I'm doing the best I can here. Pardon me. Now, listen to me. I would say I would take it a step further. I don't even think I was using it as fodder. I think I was using it as ammo. I think it was absolutely ammo. Now, while you were speaking about you and how close you and Kelsey are getting compared to how close you and I are due to the band Incubus, I did look up that they are from where I lived in California. They are from Calabasas. So they are. I was the I'm the poorest person to ever live in calabasas california oh i don't know it could be incubus so (laughs) i think it's where i just moved that when i moved to la i was like hey man i need to live so far out of the city that i am near the mountains because the mountains right they're a calling and so they, I they I live near the Topanga Canyon, Boy Meets World. I live near the Topanga Canyon. Oh, I love Topanga. And I love Topanga. And I have a t-shirt that says I love her. I also have it. That's me. That's my story. You're saying my story out loud. So Nuh-uh. John and Nicole got me a t-shirt that says I heart Topanga. Because I brought it episode. up on a podcast and I think they gave it to the wrong person. What That's podcast? It. it was this podcast. I'm quite certain of it. See, this is the problem. You won't even say the name of your own fucking podcast. How am I supposed to know you like Incubus, you son of a bitch? Get your life together. I moved into Calabasas, California, where the Kardashians and the Biebers and all sorts of wealth. The Incubi. The The Incubi are there. And I felt it the moment I moved in. They were like, "Who who is this lottery winner? Who... Who's this sure. poor Missouri-style dirt boy who has earned enough money to rent a room in one of these nice houses? And I, I, f- I felt that as I, as I existed in the land of Incubi. Sure. Well, I'm, I'm a little jealous that you got to live with the Kardashians and the Biebers and the Incubi. The, uh, here's a question for you. What, where did you live when you were out there? I lived in well a place called Rancho Cucamonga. So yeah. that was first time first time I ever went out there. I was 21 years old and I lived uh people have heard this before. Oh, I got I got I got to sidetrack for a second. Detour. I, uh, I, a listener has written in Apparently I said I hadn't thrown a punch in 17 years mm-hmm. and uh before on the podcast I said 13 years. I'm just guessing. My son was seven years old. He just turned 24. Happy birthday, Isaac. And uh, so that's that's why I guess 17. Because I, I just, I thought, I'm doing the math. I thought you were going to be, a listener wrote in and was like, hey, you punched me like nine years ago. Oh, that, that would be awesome. Do you not remember at the Johnny Holmes Band concert? 
that I was the one that sang Glycerine, so you jumped on stage and punched me in the face. Um, so, uh, so anyways, I, I think I was guessing when I said 13, but it was, uh, my son was seven. That's all I know. And now he's 24, just turned. So, um, happy birthday again, Isaac. Yeah. Hey, do you know something else that's pretty cool? Let me tell you something. What a transition. Uh, when you, when you apply for a mortgage, mm-hmm. and maybe I've said this, but the credit <laughs> bureau is allowed to sell your, all your shit. Uh-huh. They're allowed to sell your information. Your data. So everyone in the whole world gets to call you. Yeah. And so that's, was that the and look down there? Are you, did you just get spammed? I just got spammed. And then my, <clears throat> another thing to, to let you know, if you think you've signed up for auto pay, take a screenshot of it. Because if you didn't and the repo man comes because you're 72 days late on a payment, that affects your credit over 100 points. And then you, you have ima- to do a bunch of fancy footwork. Can you imagine being so, I don't want to say traumatized, but you have in your history a man whose credit and uh, transparency to the world is below subpar like that's the world you were raised in and so you go completely the opposite direction you were you are one of the kings of credit you had a can i can i say what you were at you were over 800 the amount of people was over 800 so listen i'll tell you this when i when i got a divorce Mm -hmm. i was um i was at 812 Mm -hmm. and so i had no money credit card debt but a great credit score yes. that's what i had to use to get my home for my children when when we were finding a house after the divorce mm-hmm. now i have uh enough money and then all of a sudden didn't realize i hadn't signed up for auto pay and also if you click please don't send me uh updates you know please don't send please don't send me these the monthly yeah, i don't the, need to the know newsletter. when the new corvettes coming out yeah right but i think that if i've missed a payment go ahead and give me a jingle i'll take that call i'd love to know that so maybe there should be two fucking boxes gm financial would you suck my balls allegedly now uh <clears throat> so <laughs> i don't even know if that's going to work in a court of law but the problem is your website sucks and uh it knocked my credit down so now i have to now i have um poor what's called poor credit you have poor for the credit. next two months i have put a i've put my business manager on it he has a credit scrubber and so he's doing that but it takes two months but i need the loan before two months because i'm buying a, a house and so can you imagine uh, if we would have made like looking back on our youth if one day man we made it I'm over here talking about living in Calabasas. You just used the word credit scrubber. Wow. I know. Yeah. Isn't that something? Wow. What That's a, exactly right. What and a I, rags you know, to I, riches. My, my, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I've heard that phrase. My sister said that. It's not rags to riches. My mother's very good with money. And I think that's why I ran from it. Sure. I think that's why I ran being good for my, but it just, it is kind of funny because it's like, oh, okay, now you're making the appropriate amount of money for this house. How could I get in my own way to fuck this up? Sure. I know. I will think that I'm on auto pay. Right. That's how I do it. I I don't remember what we were talking about, but. We, I don't remember what we were talking about either, uh, but I think it was something about, I know you're, you're trying to buy a home. And big, I'm trying to buy a home. Big news for Uncle Sai. 
right right near all my family in Minnesota. Now we don't need to say where it's at, but I may you're going to sure. be a stone's throw from where I like to exist, which just imagine the hangouts. Just imagine them. I am so excited to have a closer proximity for our Zoom calls <laughs> because we're on a we're going to be on a private drive and you have to you can't come you have to you'll get shot on site. <laughs> I need the you I need the don't shoot me pass. I can't wait. I mean, just think of what like when I'm in Minnesota cuz we're going to start recording in person, right? I'm going to come yeah. to Minnesota, we're going to record some episodes, then you're going to come to Ohio and we're going to record some episodes. So this is true. People are going to get those sweet in-person video and audio episodes from us. Yeah. yeah, they are. But, I mean, just think of the sort of moments we're going to share. Having dip and chips together around a around an island in a kitchen. Maybe there's a game going on in the background. A little gambling. We're talking about stuff. Just being friends in person. I can't wait. Yeah. I don't know how big my yeah, room is, is going to be, uh, but I I'm can't I'm excited wait. for all that in Ohio. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be great. And I can't wait for it in Minnesota, too. And I, you have a great room when you come happen. here. And I'm sure, I don't Ohio know that I'll have stuff. a big room, but I'm sure I'll have one of the nice guest rooms, I'll, I assume. Yeah, we'll just put you. It's just, as long as we can do it in Ohio, I think we're going to be great. And it'll be real great to have you close to my family. I'm psyched. I need you to tell me uh, if... I'm going to let you be the judge of whether or not my behavior was, I don't know, uncalled for, over the top. Is Psy crazy? I love it. Okay. So, Jenna not feeling good. Okay. She was sick. Okay. She's great now. She's a little sick. Okay. Okay. How come? She just, okay? yeah, she's totally fine. She's doing fine. But okay. Sort of. She, oh, okay, great. She couldn't. <laughs> she couldn't. Uh, she. We had to. We had groceries. We had groceries delivered. Okay. Sure. Yeah. And so, I don't. Have you ever done that? Have you ever had groceries delivered to your home? Fuck no. I go get my groceries. I, I don't live by bridges that are currently down. I go get them. I'm a man of the people. I like to walk. Don't around. say that to me. You I, know stop how. It. You I know like how. to. I like to put my hand on a baby's head and tossle their hair and say, "Hey, who's gonna eat the pineapple? Are you the big boy that's gonna eat the pineapple?" I like to say stuff like that. And then I look at the parents and I go, "Is this the big boy that's gonna eat the pineapple?" And then the boy in the cart goes, "I'm the big boy that's gonna eat the pineapple." I go, "I, I knew you were. <laughs> I knew you were." I like to get out there. I like to talk to people. COVID's done, dude. Grow up. Don't talk to me like I don't like going to the grocery store. You know how you don't like to tossle to hair. Store. I know that. I don't like to tossle hair. I know you don't hair, like to tossle people's hair. That's fine. You know, first of all, I do like I do like to tossle some hair, but I what is what is stop the okay. So you had some groceries delivered, and if you've never done that before, here's how it works: you go online, you order your groceries. They send you your groceries, and whatever the thing you needed the most, they forget. That's how it yeah. works. Yep. That makes the, sense. Them's the rules. So, Genesic, she needs this thing for lunch. Huge pain in the ass. And we just paid to have groceries delivered. So, now I am running back to the store right after groceries are delivered to get the thing that I paid for that they did not deliver. Yeah. 
Okay. So you're almost following you're almost following the delivery guy back to the grocery store in some sort of caravan. I need my fucking sugar situation, right? Absolutely. They are what's it called? Yeah. They're like my they're like my police escort back to yeah, the grocery store. So I pull up pretty busy grocery store. Okay? okay. It is a packed parking lot. And okay. uh, I, you know, body isn't always amazing, right? I wouldn't say it's even close to that. Uh, and so I don't want to park at the way back of the parking lot and then carry my groceries all the because, you know, carry the thing all the way out there. I'm that's not the place I want to be in. But I also I won't get a handicap sticker. You know that I think there are like right. I'm not going to do that. I don't think that I need that. I don't think that that wouldn't make me feel very good. Um, should I just babble more about my weird stance on this? The point is, no, no, no. I think, listen, and this is one thing that I will tell you. I mean, I obviously respect you very little on several things, but this stance, it reminds me of the movie Cinderella man, where it's the great depression. Uh, he goes out and he gets this handout from the government but then he goes back once he starts making money, even though he doesn't have to pay it back, he pays it back in full, right? And so I, I respect those kinds of things. I think it comes from my mother, you know, being being uh, uh, left in bankruptcy, and she still she still paid off uh, a lot of her bills. So I, I respect that you want to not take someone else's hand because there are only so many; they yep. can't be handing these out to everybody. And so now we got somebody maybe a veteran, right? Mm -hmm. With a with a leg that isn't working right mm -hmm. because he served our country. You want that person to have it versus you having it. And I and I do wholeheartedly respect that. Now, first and foremost, Cinderella was a woman. Uh secondly, I <laughs> mermaids are what? So So uh the I really appreciate that you set it up beautifully like that. But now, if this whole thing is, is side, the next part isn't going to shine great. Because although I have that stance, um, they have like... Can I, I, can I, can, can we pause? And this will give it a little more separation. That mm -hmm. way it won't feel so stinging. I would like to tell you, and this is wild, okay? You know where I stand on things. I think everybody listening knows that I'm... I'm on the left. I'm close to the line in the middle. And uh, and so, you know, when you said Cinderella is a woman, that made me giggle because I bet some there are some people in the world that would actually uh, go, yes, like that. If you well, I wasn't it. joking. But I'm going to tell you something Cinderella's I thought was woman. crazy. Gonna... We've talked about this Bud Light thing. I had two sips, Sai, two sips of a Bud Light, turned around immediately, sucked my neighbor's dick. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So, was it good? I don't even remember. I blacked out. Okay, cool. Now... That's what they're putting in Bud Light. As somebody 
who, you know, is ready to take our relationship to the next level. Maybe my housewarming gift to you, a little bit of Bud Light. Ooh, I only need I only need one can. I need two sips. So, can we agree that if you think a beer is going to make you suck a dick, that maybe you're not that far off from sucking a dick in the first place? Can we just say that? Put the beer away. Grab a glass of water. Get your tongue cold and do the Lord's work. Also, Enough. also, can we agree that if you think a beer is going to make you suck a dick, maybe that's a beer you want to stock in your house, not boycott? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Why wouldn't you... I mean, you're like, oh, you got that new uh, Bud Light drywall, huh? Yeah, I did. This entire wall is cases of it. Please, someone drink some. Chad's coming down for the Gergamu Championship. Stock the Bud Light. Uh, (laughs) I So, I am not going to park in the handicap stall. Correct. You've been to a grocery store. They have a bunch of stalls that you can pull into if you've ordered groceries to pick up and you text them and you're in a, you tell them what number you're in and they bring your groceries out. Yep. There are like six of those. And okay. I pull right into one of them. Yeah. And I get out of my car and there is a gal who works at the grocery store pushing a cart mm-hmm. and she goes, uh, you got, you got, what, what's your order number? And I was like, no, I, I just, you guys delivered to my house and you forgot something. She goes, this is for, this is for people who are picking up groceries. I go, yeah, I know, but you guys delivered and screwed it up. So I'm going to, I'm going to park here and I'm going to go in and get it fixed. She goes, I have eight people coming. And I was like, okay. I'm not. I'm gonna walk in, get the thing, and walk back out. If all eight of them get yeah. here, are are all eight people coming because they had groceries delivered and you fucking forgot something? Yeah. Listen, all bets are off when you forget my order, lady. All bets are off. I'll fucking drive into the store. People are like, "Are they giving away a car in the fruit section today?" Nah, bitch. This is where I'm parking because I need my sugar. She gets aggressive, like to the point where I'm like, "Well, I can't fist fight a woman in the parking lot." I'm going to have to back down here. This is, she wins. She is going at me in a way. Like, you know, on old episodes of like Maury, Maury Povich or Jerry Springer, when they, they got the man and the woman out there and then they bring out the person that is cheating. And like yeah. in that first moment, they're like, let's bring out Sean. And this guy comes out and all of a sudden it's like, fuck you, motherfucker. You get the fuck out of Like that part. Before they yeah. then sit down and have a conversation. <laughs> right. That's what, that was the energy. That's the energy I'm getting. I was like, well, I don't. Okay. So I get back in my car. I drive clear across the state of Ohio to park on the other side of the parking lot. And I'm, I'm, I am chirping as I walk into the store still. Um, but at a yeah. safe, I don't need to get beat up by a woman in the parking lot of a grocery store distance. And I was going to tell you that if you when you said I automatically lost because I can't fight a woman in the parking lot, I was like, dude, this is Ohio. You fucking lose if you do fight a woman in the parking lot. That's the truth. Yeah, she's this. And I'm saying I'm saying even the pretty ones. And you're not talking know how to fight. You're not talking legally. You're talking about in the actual fight itself. You are not in the physical altercation. You'll get punched in the throat. And you're like, this isn't like choking. And then, yeah. And then it's it's not as fun. It's trouble. So, yeah. 
Uh, I go in, I get my thing, and I'm a coward, so I'll make a problem from a distance. So I go out. <laughs> There's, there is still nobody in those all those spots. And so I get in the car, and she is like back and forth, returning carts, doing this whole thing. And so I circled for, it felt like a half hour, but it was probably five minutes, just leaning out my window going, oh man, look how busy it is. All the spots are like for a while. And it was, it was the most like two people that don't like each other going at one another from, and she was just shouting back at me. It, if you had pulled up to that parking lot, you're like, is this a, some weird, did I pull into some live art installation? where a psycho swirls a lane in a parking lot and screams and the woman moving cart screams back. It was nuts. But I, f I feel like I was right. I, I, the whole time I was in there and until I left, no one in those spots. Fuck that lady. Sure. Yeah, so to answer your question, <clears throat> are you crazy? I think the moving your car and then still chirping and then driving around in circles and yelling at her does make you crazy. I think if you would have left your car, looked at her and been like, then tow it, went in and got your thing and came out, I would, I would give you a pass and say not crazy. I would say uh, deserved. But I do love, it's so juvenile, and I do love <laughs> that you're circling the parking lot just, <laughs> I mean, people had to have thought that you guys were getting a divorce, right? <laughs> and that she had, she had some sort of uh, protective order against you. So I had to stay a certain distance, but also you couldn't be free standing, right? You had to be in a, in a building or in a car. Cause I think if you have a, what are those things called? Uh, order of protection, I think. Yeah, but it's an order of, but it's like, um, it's it's like the distance away that you you can be. Uh, gl gladly, I don't know this because I've never had one filed yeah. against me. But um, you, uh, I tons of listeners, I guarantee right now are like, it's this idiot it happens to me weekly. So, <laughs> but you um, you have to you can drive by, but you can't be out of your car. I think is the rule. Sure. And so it's really funny that you're in your car just circling. <laughs> What a fucking crazy. It would have been awesome if she would have just put a bunch of carts right into the side of your car. I, just Eleanor Shellstrop, just boom. And I got to tell you, I, this is a, you, the vibe was like, fuck this, fuck this grocery store. I'll say whatever I want. So the fact that she didn't is surprising. And the other thing, like, it's not like I was shouting the whole circle. Uh, so it probably looked extra crazy because it's a long parking lot. And I'm not going to scream from the other side of the parking lot. There's no way she's going to hear me. And she wasn't constantly outside. So, like, I come down the lane, and when I'm close enough to shout, I'm chirping. Chirp, 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 chirp. Shut it down. Let's loop again. Chirp, 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 chirp. Let's loop again. Oh, she's not outside. Let's take a couple loops like we're waiting for our wife to come out with a cart of groceries. There she is. Chirp, 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 loop again. Yeah. Oh, I love it. You you are a crazy person. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I I thought we were gonna land in peer support, but 
Nope, not with that. If you like I said, if you would have left your car in the spot and if you would have said go ahead and tow it or go get the thing, I will leave as soon as I have this in my hand, something like that, then all bets are off, full pass. Well, see, the problem with that and I know you're right, but Jenna Jenna doesn't like the way I use a vehicle, right? She doesn't a vehicle? A vehicle. She doesn't okay. like that I leave the doors unlocked when I go in a store. She doesn't like, sure. you know, she's got a lot of issues with the way I handle the vehicle. So yeah. I don't think I can come home or I not come home even. I have to call her like, hey, could you come pick me up at the Kroger? And she says, why? And I go, I told this lady that I didn't like to fuck tow our car if she had an issue with me. And meanwhile, Jenna's picking me up sick. Like that's not. That's not going to end well. And that, was I thinking yeah. that in that moment? Absolutely not. But now, can I justify it that way? For sure. Yeah, for sure. I get it. Listen, I've done, we've all done some crazy things. I've done some crazy things. I, uh, you know, we, we joke about um, my father a lot. I enjoy the jokes. I'd like to be very clear about that. But, uh, you know, I'm talking to Kelsey about stuff because sometimes th things come up in a relationship because things have been damaged in your brain by someone else. And mm. so I was talking about, you know, uh, hating, feeling vulnerable. We're about to get serious here on the we'll be right it. back. We, uh, <laughs> but, but I was just having some conversations about, you know, some, some maybe some fears that a person could have, sure. uh, you know, abandonment stuff. So we're having this conversation and she says, insightfully, she says, have you ever had a conversation with younger you, right? She's like, whenever this happened, whenever these feelings started, have you ever had a conversation with that version of yourself to let them know you're an adult, you figured it out, you're, you know, what, you're, you're not there anymore. Yeah. Is that like the... You know, there's a, a therapy tool where, be prepared for this to not sound smart, where you place behaviors or feelings on a different entity to be able to cope with it and understand it. Like there was a president who had depression and he referred to it as the big black dog, you know, with, uh, you know, mm -hmm. so people like it's a way from, you know, if you if you deal with like stressful thoughts or you get overwhelmed it's kind of like you recognize that a voice the voice that's telling you things isn't actually you it's this other thing there's a term for it but is is that what you're talking well, about i think what you're doing right now is the kroger dunship effect yes and you don't really know what you're talking about yeah uh but <laughs> but uh which is actually made famous by chad kroger of uh Nickelback. Nickelback, which you you and so, Kelsey will be at next week. Yeah, which I actually this is uh, I do talk a lot to uh, Chad Kroger. I write letters to him okay. quite a bit about it's... my mental well being. Yeah, but I uh, I think so, right? So so it's it's basically a tool to uh, yes, because sometimes I say things that aren't from from current me, present me. I'm saying things from this older ver so anyways you go back and i said uh i would write a letter about you know to this younger younger version of myself 
And I can't get through it because I'm always like, I'm always telling this kid, this 13 year old kid, it's like, I know nobody is like paying attention to you right now, but you get to make out with the hottest chick. Just be patient. So that's the letter I'm writing. It seems mm. like I'm writing this fucking pornographic porn novel to this 13 year old kid. If someone finds it, I'm I'm gonna have a a court order against me. I'm gonna have to stay in my car driving around children. Yeah. So I can't. Uh, so I I brought all this up because I want to give a little teaser if I could. Oh, tease me, daddy. So I'm thinking about writing this letter to 13 year old me, but my sister found a letter that my father had written both of us to 20-year-old me. I was 20 at the time, June 8th, 1995. It came from uh, Colorado Springs, Colorado. When? He was in treatment. What was the date? And he wrote June 8th, 1995. So you were 20? So he, he, yeah, I was in my 20s. I was just turned 20, you dick face. So, uh, So I would like to read that letter... But I'm gonna I'm gonna move it over to a Patreon because we it's gonna take up a whole thing. We're gonna have to talk whole about epi. this. We're gonna have is to this get is serious. a whole epi, and some some of it might not be funny. So we talk. I mean, I know that this isn't funny right now, but I'm saying like some of it might not be funny. So we're gonna I'm gonna get serious slash make fun of a lot of things in this letter because it's it's fucking wild, man. The manipulation in this letter is artistic. It is top shelf. You go. Oh, man, you know, in order to become a politician, you have to be very good at manipulating people to get their vote, right? That my, my, the fact that my father died in a methadone clinic and not in the White House in the Oval Office getting a blowjob is wild because he could have. Assuming he's crazy. dead. Assuming he's dead. The, uh, so, but this, so you're saying that he wrote you and your sister a letter from rehab and she found that recently. So she found that letter. Yeah, she holds on to a bunch of stuff. So she found that and she sent it to me. And dude, there's some good stuff. We got some, uh, just a little preview. It is bookended with apologies, but in the middle, it goes full. It's a full manual on how to manipulate children. It's oh, so we call the, that the, the Bible. The Bible makes a guest appearance. Fuck, it's. Good stuff. We call that a narcissist sandwich. Oh, it's it is incredible. I wish I had the letter he gave me for high school graduation. That was the craziest shit you've ever seen in your life. Goddamn, you had we what had, happened to that? We had I can't remember. I'm sure I fucking just tossed it, but we had two memorable moments as far as teamwork goes. Both of them were brought up several times. Just like it's so it's so funny. To think about, because even when you're 18 and you read that and you got, you're jazzed up, you just gave the high school fucking speech, your graduation speech, you're excited to be out of this fucking school for the last time. And you read this letter, you're like, yeah, man, makes sense. Totally. And then you read it again two years later, you're like, fuck this shit. Because your, your fucking, your emotions have come down. So to read this one from 1995 is real funny. I think when you write the letter to your 13-year-old self, I think you need to remind him that someday you're going to have a podcast and he can't throw that letter away when he's 18. 
yeah, somehow go back in, in time, be like, please, you know that I'm not going to be able to deliver this letter to the 13-year-old me, right? It's not actually going to end up in the hands of this kid. I've been watching YouTube videos, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think time is a fallacy, and who knows what's on the horizon. There's, You know that they found a new species of humans in a cave in Africa called the Naledis, and uh, they didn't think that they were like capable of burying people, but they were. That's what I took from it. That's not a good, it's on Netflix. That one was actually Netflix. The point is the James Webb telescope is amazing and we're learning stuff every day, Chad. So who knows? Don't you quit on, you don't Here's quit. Here's my impersonation. Here's my impersonation of the listeners this week. I don't know if there's any sort of message board or anything, but I would imagine it goes something like this. What'd you think of this week's episode? Well, I don't know. Seems like Chad's been drinking quite a bit and size taking mushrooms. That's what it's going to be. It's just going to be, oh my God, what have we done? Tell me another story. No, stop. Show's over. But let me tell you this. We're done. We're, go check. We'll get it recorded. It'll be on Patreon. Uh, what? Give us a couple years. Yeah, I think... Here's what I'm going to say at the end of this episode. Look at the big nuts on me, Chad. Who's a coward now? As you hear these words, you could go to our Patreon right now and an episode entitled A Letter from Chad's Dad is there. Boom. Guaranteed. That's really, a sigh. Really forcing my hand. Yeah. That's a sigh, Amundsen. Guarantee. The, uh... Yeah, <laughs> I can't, I can't wait to see how many people click on and be like, where the fuck is this episode? <laughs> nope. That guarantees as good as gold. You can take that guarantee to the bank partner and cash it in. Cause this is good as solid gold right there, son. I actually can't, but they won't take anything from me. My credit has dropped over a hundred points. The, this is the furthest my credit has dropped since my dad had my social security number. I, this is, we did it right. We told people that like, you know, we'll do the Patreon. You only have to pay when there's episodes. So people have been hanging out for months, just existing in an internet space with no content, but also paying $0, waiting That's for true. this incredible true. moment where your sister finds a letter from Chad. Maybe I should also write a letter to you pretending to be your dad for the episode and see how close I get. I don't. I can't do that. That's not a Siamson guarantee. Let's just go over the letter. <laughs> hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at eight a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work. <laughs>